Hey. You'll notice this week that we are sans Anna's typical response of yo, because Anna is not with us this week. But that's okay, because she's taken some time with her fam. And we have a very special guest this evening, my lovely sister, Michelle Cola. Hi. Woo! Hi. I was dancing, and then I realized nobody would know that I was dancing. So Nobody can see this. No <laughs> one has ever seen it. This will be a fun episode, I think, uh, because our voices have sound very similar. So people are essentially going to listen to me talking to what sounds like myself for the next hour or so. It basically is the same person talking. It's just going to be the fun of figuring out who's actually talking. You have a very professional microphone, which I love. So this sound is probably going to sound miraculous. That's exciting. You'll hear all <laughs> the all the little nooks and crannies of my voice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you get two colas from Brooklyn for the price of one this week. For the price of one. See? You're not See, even paying if, for it. You get it for free. What if we did the whole show like this? I used to tell people there was like this thing at work where I like told somebody that I could speak in like a really thick Brooklyn accent and they made me do it. And then like I just kept doing it for everybody. Like, do it, do it. And I'd be like, yeah, I just want to buy a charger. Can I talk like this for the whole time? <laughs> I could like go. I, oh, it's I could do it forever. It's, I know. Doesn't bother me when I when I talk to people out here and they say that they don't uh, hear my accent, then I can like throw it on, and they're just they get like such a kick out of it as if I'm like doing an impression. I'm like, I I don't know if you know this, but that that gets annoying like really quick. Like you, <laughs> like, you no, think this it, is how I talk. <laughs> you think it's fun now, but it will get annoying. Um, well, I'm very excited that you're here. Uh, do you want to tell me what you were saying before we started recording about your, your heater situation? Oh, yeah. So you're going to get the real um, New York, Brooklyn experience as I record from my apartment in Brooklyn. We have the heater that, um, you know what, I'm grateful that I live in an apartment that the heat actually comes up because my last apartment was like negative oh degrees it was so cold all the time Nightmare. so this one it comes up and it like lets you know when it's coming up because it doesn't like come up at a normal like in a normal way it just goes like for like five to ten minutes at a time and then it's like done and then it does it again and it the first few times it happened like we got so scared we're like what is that I thought because the last time that ever happened to me it was like two apartments ago when I lived in Sunset Park and I started hearing that noise where like the steam was coming up so high and I go into my living room and like the paint is like melting off the walls. There was like actual steam like coming out of the heater and like I couldn't make it stop. And like literally the paint, the walls were like bubbling with paint. It was so That's bad. so gross. Did, so, did your landlord like charge, did that come out of your security deposit? No, 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 oh, no. He, oh. no. But I called him and I'm just like, what is, th I think I still have the video like somewhere. I remember sending it to like <laughs> mom and dad and being like, what's happening? Because you can't like, how do you make that stop? Like it was going like all the night, steam? I think. There's yeah. usually a, there's usually a valve on it that you can turn uh not i don't think while it's on because it's probably very hot but oh god i kind of do you know when i first moved out here i told somebody about those radiators that are in those apartments and they had no idea what the fuck it was it was really? somebody who was like born and raised in la had no idea never seen one of those in their entire life and i'm just like what are you talking about it's the heater and they're like yeah it's the heater. that um, sometimes it also makes this like really loud noise, like a loud like clanking noise, just like one time, like really, really loud. It just like scares the crap out of you. And now it's like I'm so used to it now. But I was doing like a sound meditation the other night and I was like in my room with the headphones on and like <laughs> no one else was home and I heard it and it like scared the crap out of me because I thought like somebody just like came into the apartment or something. But oh it God. does that too. The other thing, so there's that. So there's the shh of the heater. And then I was just hearing like, fireworks gunshots i don't know i think it was fireworks let's let's be real it's probably fireworks yeah. i don't know <laughs> but it was just that was happening because maybe for oh maybe for chinese new year oh of course maybe. happy chinese new year to yes. everybody who celebrates it's the year the of the ox lunar, lunar new, new year, year. Yes. uh i love that maybe i love china I love Chinese New Year. I love red. I love like all like the the sim the like the animals symbolism that they do. I really hate the color red, but everything else I like. <laughs> I just hate the color red. You've actually hated the said, color red. They did this um, Chinese New Year celebration at church, 
because they have like a really big Chinese um, like community. So mm-hmm. they did this mass and they were telling the story about how the reason why they do the red was because I think it was like, and please don't correct me if I'm wrong who or people, I don't know the exact story, but there was some kind of monster or beast or something. Um, and that was like eating people and like ruining this, the towns and whatever. And so in order for him not, or it, whatever it is not to eat people, they found out that it was afraid of like fireworks and loud noises and the color red. So that's why they started doing like the red and then they would set up fireworks and it'd be this like huge thing. I love that. Yeah, it was cool. I yeah, I mean if yeah, that's so cool. If any yes, please let us know if that's not the the case. But <laughs> it's so, it that's that's what I took from it. It was hard to I don't remember. It was too long. Um, it was almost a week ago. I but. think red red is also like isn't it for like good luck? Is that like yeah. lucky? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if that was from that. I don't know. I don't know. But it's cool stuff. Really well, cool that's stuff. one of the things I love most about New York. Obviously, the melting pot. But um. Yeah, let's dive in with some of our. So we do these questions for every guest that we have on our show. I know I sent them to you beforehand, but are you? I'm very excited to see I'm what ready. your answers are because I, I don't I'm think because these are like very specific New York things that I don't think we've ever actually discussed. So, okay. first question: If New York was a person and had a personality, what is the word you would say best describes her? Okay, so this one was actually like the hardest one for me. Really? I did it? Yeah, yeah. I was just kind of like because there's just like so many personalities like there's not just one personality so then i realized i came upon the word moody moody interesting she's a moody bitch because sometimes she's really bitchy to you right and then other times like it's great so other times like you're like oh my god my train came on time like this is great you know that's, like that you know so yeah she's moody. she's a moody that's, bitch. that's good i like that a lot yeah sometimes it's absolutely magical and sometimes i'm getting hit in the face with a pigeon right exactly yeah. Has that it's ever happened to you? Same day. Yeah. No. <laughs> One time it happened to me because of you. Was that Dude. the time that it hit your ear? Was that yeah. you? Okay. Yes, it oh was me. God. That was the most dramatic story ever. You're like, the pigeon. Because like, you know, when you're like it a was... kid and you like to scare the pigeons away, you're like, the pigeon's wing hit my ear. Like, okay, no, pigeons, pigeons are disgusting. Um, I love them, but also like full of disease. But uh you, we were kids and you ran we passed the pigeons already on the street so it wasn't like you were running up to them you went back behind me and mom to scare the pigeons and it flew forward and yes its wing clipped my ear and i freaked I out don't i just don't believe that uh but yeah it did but one time uh, a pigeon i i must be at like just the right height i've said this before on the show but i'm just at the like right height for when they're landing so they like have almost like crashed into my face several times i feel like the pigeons are getting like more like maybe they're now they're getting used to like people not being out have you ever like passed a, a group of pigeons and they just like don't move and you're yeah. just like, excuse me, <laughs> I'm walking. And they, they're not even like afraid anymore. They're just like, well, we live here too. So I I think I feel like pigeons have always been that way. That's sometimes. true. Unless you like really run up to them, like and try to scatter them. Like they're Let- pretty, They even when you're like walking down the street, right? And like there's one right in front of you. He doesn't like fly away. He just no. like walks faster. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Even pigeons know the thing that tourists in New York don't. When someone's walk. walking behind you, you walk faster. Seriously. Oh, my gosh. No, but let's talk about the real, like, secrets of Brooklyn that people don't know that, like, when you're living, like, deep in it is that – remember our neighbor – <laughs> that had yes. pigeons our neighbor just like kept pigeons as pets and I thought it was like the coolest thing I'm just like I thought it was cool I don't know why but now that I think about it I'm like why did you want that many pigeons and I remember he had the thing like he put like a thing around their little ankles like little ankle bracelets <laughs> and they all like knew to come back and then eventually they got rid of them but like now that I think about it I'm like why was that a thing it's just like as we got, I know I thought it was cool when we were younger, but as we got older and I saw the bird shit everywhere, like pigeon poop has like disease in it. Like it's just not good to like, be why breathing would you even, it in. Why would you even want pigeons? Right. Well, the problem wasn't that he, because I think initially he had purchased them from like a, a pet store or like, you know, somebody who was selling them. Uh, but the problem was that when they would come back, they would like get like street pigeons would get mixed up in there. Yeah, and then that, that's they'd that's go out and it, like have kids, and then the kids would want to come in too, and then he would like take everybody in, and it's just 
And I would love to see like a West Side story of the pigeons that live. I just, in his the more yard. I think about it, I'm like, you know, people like that they take in like stray cats or stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like this man, like literally had pigeons. Like, I don't think I would ever like remember Pigeon Man on Hey Arnold. Like that was the only yeah. other thing that like there were pigeons. I don't think anybody else has pigeons. If you've ever had pigeons or had somebody know somebody that had <laughs> pigeons, like now I want to know because like, yeah, please tell us. Uh, if if you know anybody else out there that has kept pigeons for pets, I guarantee this. I'll do a poll on the Instagram like we usually do, but I guarantee this is coming back as zero point zero percent. Yeah, I I don't know, and and I don't think the person who had the pigeons is going to be listening to this anyway. So no, I honestly wasn't sure if they were still alive or not. No, I think they are. Okay, good. Love that oh, for them. Yeah. <laughs> um. Know. Okay, so let's keep going down the line here. Okay, what is your bodega order? Okay, (laughs) so this is weird. This is really, really weird because normally, like, I guess maybe because of the way mom and dad are and, like, every, like, especially, like, they get paranoid of, like, food and stuff. Like, you don't go to, you go to, like, a deli to get a sandwich, right? Or, like, you get the cold cuts. You get, like, only the boar's head cold cuts, right? Right, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, so I was like always really hesitant to go to a bodega and order food. That's crazy. So, oh yeah. Like I've always been very, very like hesitant, but this is like the, my evolution of bodegas. <laughs> so the first was that place on the corner. Can I give street names? Yeah. Okay. There was Do a it. place people, on the cor- if pe- people are like visiting, like I want them to go well, to these places. Well, it's not there anymore, but there's, oh, okay. okay, but you'll know there was this place on the corner of 67th and 11th. It was like a gambling place. Yeah. Remember about- that? The was like it the, the Optimo, I don't know what it was called. No, it wasn't like a name name brand gambling place. It was just like a random bodega slash gambling place. They always had like the numbers up on the screen. That place had the best bacon, egg, and cheese. That was like my go to spot. I used to walk there and go get it. Oh, 67th and eleventh. Yeah, on the corner. Okay, I think so- they turned it into like a massage place. Is that you know. is that not there anymore for real? That hasn't been there for years. That's Maybe. been gone like before you before we were even old enough to move out, they closed that place. Oh, okay. They I'm, had the best. I'm confusing it. I think I'm confusing it with the one two blocks over then. They had the best bacon, egg, and cheese. I would always go there. I would walk there to get bacon, egg, and cheese. So that was like the first, like, you know. Bodega. Right. Um, okay. So, but my go to bodega order, which is really, really weird, is a ham and cheese sandwich. That's it? It's literally just, and I don't know why, but I feel like delis, like bodegas and delis, like their American cheese tastes better than the American cheese you buy in the store. Like the individually wrapped American cheese, which I already like can only eat craft American cheese because I feel like all the other ones taste like weird. So it's like, it's just ham, cheese, and then like the shredded lettuce because I love shredded lettuce and mayo on a roll. And that's it. That's it. No, no tomatoes because you know how I feel about tomatoes. Oh, I don't like. Girl, I same. I don't like tomatoes on my sandwich. I feel like but, they take over. But that's it. And there was a spot. There was a bodega when I used to live in Sunset Park that was like on up the block from me, like on, um, on like the next corner because I live between fourth and fifth. Yeah, I live between fourth and fifth. So it was on fourth and like sixty first street. I used to go there all the time and get this. Like I just would be craving a ham and cheese sandwich. And it sounds kind of dumb because like I could easily make it myself. But like it's so it tasted so good. No, I get that. Also, okay, so our uncle mm-hmm. owned a very popular deli in Park Slope for many years. Do you think that it was somehow maybe because there's also a sense memory attached to that? I don't know because I don't know. I think, yeah, there is something about like getting a deli sandwich versus like making your own sandwich, right? Yeah. And so maybe there's that because it's true because the sandwich, my go-to sandwich when I used to go to Uncle Leo's Deli was a ham, mozzarella, and like lettuce sandwich. Only like I obviously like the mozzarella from there because used to make it fresh. Like I don't really go for like bodega mozzarella. I don't know if bodegas have mozzarella. So I think, but you're right. I I didn't think of that. Yeah, I would argue that. Uncle Leo's could also be clar- classified as like a glorified bodega. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah. it had that like dusty appeal to it. Like it wasn't <laughs> like a fancy schmancy store and that's not to like knock it. It That's what like makes it so like authentic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also like kept too many, like kept the 
people who shouldn't have been there like away, you know, because like, I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't know if I remember it, but I felt like the hipsters. Well, they definitely didn't go in there as much as um, but I feel like that would would have been a place that hipsters would have really liked because they would have felt like they found like good food in the little treasure trove, you know? Yeah, it was a word of mouth kind of thing. That's the thing. If you knew somebody that knew it, like and by the time like I was able I was like there a lot and I had my word of mouth to be sharing with people like it was already like. Right. passed when he like passed and everything but um the fun fact the deli that's like two storefronts down from him use his machines so when i'm there and i want a sandwich i'll go to them that's <laughs> so cute yeah but and they're, they're also really nice i was they're gonna say like they're super, so super nice. nice yeah um, um cool <laughs> that's good i was gonna say i remember you saying that you don't really get food from a bodega um, but I was going to say, then if you didn't actually have an order, I was going to ask you what your order at Uncle Leo's, which was actually, by the way, for all the listeners out there who grew up in or around Park Slope, it was Joe's Superette on um, Carroll Street and Smith. Um, it's now a Greek restaurant. Also very, very good. good. Yeah, very good. Restaurant. We try to go every year, but obviously we couldn't this year. The sad thing, the sad ending of my bodega story, though, is the bodega that's um, across the street from me now, I went and got my like go-to sandwich there and it was just not, it was not good. Like it, there was not a good ratio. I mean, most of the time I have to like take a huge chunk of meat out and I'm Ugh. okay with that, but it just wasn't good. And I, I mean, I'll give them another chance cause they just like got a facelift. They just redid like the whole store. Um, but I was like so upset cause I was like, Damn, now I got to like go back to making my own ham and cheese sandwich. So I I think Anna and I have talked about this before on on this show, but the ratio is everything. Like I can't stand most delis out here. I mean like not even in California. I'm saying even in New York there's these delis that will fucking give you a pile of meat and a pile of cheese. It's disgusting. You I need know, the ratio. People, there's, you know what it is? I feel like there are people that love that or people that like hate it. And I'm also, they also do that with like a bagel with cream cheese. Like I know some people go crazy for like all of that, but like I need, I like take a napkin and just like take like all of it out, like take a whole chunk of it out. Cause I just don't want to only taste cream cheese. I could get a spoon and a container of cream cheese and just eat it <laughs> if I really wanted to. Correct. Yeah, that's I also would do the same. But yeah, it's eh, no too much. I think we were spoiled. I think we were bodega spoiled with Uncle Leo's store. We were (laughs) because we would go there and get sandwiches. Oh, that was like such a treat. Like that's like walk in, walk behind the counter. Yeah. (laughs) He had our pictures up. So like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. (laughs) That's me. I'm the the child. (laughs) Um, I was telling my friend John that uh, when things open up again, I want to open up a very basic breakfast window with him out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think I would do really well, but we'll see. I'll name it after Uncle Leo. Um, That'd be cool. Right? The, the next question. So this can be literally anything you want to share, but the most New York thing to ever happen to you. Okay. So I only thought of one thing. But I, I feel like everything that happens to me is a New York thing since, <laughs> I'm, since I'm here, right? Um, no, but the only story I could think of that I feel like really is like New York. I'm trying to like quickly like – I don't even – you know, I haven't been on the train in a year. So like I it's can't crazy. even – I know. Um, okay, so the one thing that I can think of. So I think I was in college – And I was still living at home and I was going to the N train on 62nd Street before they like decided to do all that construction and close it and all that crazy stuff that happened for like five years of everyone's life. Um, So I was coming down the stairs on the 11th Avenue side and the train was like right there. And I was like, oh, my God. And of course, I was probably running late always. And so I'm running to get it. And it was a rainy day or whatever. And I'm running and the door's about to close, even though the guy's like right there. And somebody I think I like posted on Facebook and someone's like, they don't they can't control whether the door opens or not. And I'm like. Then who does? Like, you know, why not? I thought they did. Well, they like look to make sure. And then I don't know, whatever. So I was like, had this brilliant idea to stick my umbrella in the door (laughs) when it closed. (laughs) So I stuck my umbrella in the door and it closed and it closed on my umbrella. And then it had to like open again. So I was like, yes. And when it opened again, I went to go stick my hand in there to like (laughs) slide myself through. And then it closed on my hand. And then by some miracle, I like squeezed myself through the door, 
But like, and you know, it's funny because like, I mean, I can tell you, I've seen this happen to people a million times. Like, I feel like you're not a New Yorker unless you've seen someone like squeeze themselves through the train door (laughs) after getting like it closed on them 600 times. Right. And everybody kind of just like looks at you and then they just like go back to their business. Like nobody really cares. And I had a bruise on my hand. Like it wasn't like it, it like closed on my hand. Like it really hurt. I for a second there, I literally was like, this is how I'm done. This is how I die. This is it. Like, I'm not going to lie. When you said it closed on your hand, I got like so nervous that it was going to pull out of the station. No, but it does that. You know, when it like does the thing where it closes really hard. Yeah. It like really hurt my hand. Uh, I, that has definitely happened to me before. I, this one, one time when I was coming home from school, I was going from downtown Brooklyn and I was catching the R train and it was in the station and I was running down the stairs to try and get it before the door was closing. And this woman saw me running down the stairs and she tried to be a good Samaritan and she uh, put her arm out to like hold the door and it closed on her oh, and no. like it closed on her arm. And then she, I saw her go, ah, <laughs> like the doors opened again, obviously, because she put her arm on the line. And yeah. then I went in the train. I was like, thank you. <laughs> Sometimes I do this thing, which I think I'm like the most best Samaritan that there li- ever lived by doing this. But like when the train's at the station and it's like waiting and I see people running down the stairs, I put my foot in the door, even though I know the train's like not ready to close the door, just so that people think that I'm like really nice and I'm holding the door. for. Some people say thank you, which is nice. And it's always nice to hear. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. That's a great New York moment. Uh, I told like a really romantic one and. Uh, I think Anna did too. But yeah, I definitely have plenty like that. Like when I got stuck in the rain and all that shit. There's another one that's technically not my New York moment, but I like witnessed somebody else's New York moment. And I share. Okay. So um, I used to meet up with my friend Michael when we were both at Brooklyn College and we would go to rehearsal on Monday nights. So we would take the five train because I think we were rehearsing like John Street. And I so yeah, I think we were taking like the four or the five train from Brooklyn College And we're sitting on the train and we're sitting across from this guy who was like knocked out as like people are on the train around like, I don't know, six o'clock, five 30. Right. And there's like no one else on the seat across from him. He's like sitting in the middle, just like knocked out. And the two of us are across from him. We're just talking or whatever. And the train's like doing its usual thing where it's like shaking and bopping you around or whatever. And then it just like hit a bump or something. This man went flying off the seat. (laughs) Like he was asleep and he went flying <laughs> off the seat. Obviously that woke him up. Right. And then we're just like looking at him and he just kind of like, okay, he just goes and sits back down. And we were trying so hard not to laugh because it just was like the funniest thing. He just like flew off the seat. Like he was, you know, cause like if you're going to be on an empty, like car right. seat thing, like sit on the end, at least you can like hold on with your head or something. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. Cause when you were telling this, I was picturing him at the end of the, the thing. No, and he I, was in the middle. He just like slid. <laughs> Like, what a way to be woken up. You're, like, on the floor. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's funny. it's interesting. I, I, the last time I – when I was actually – it was two, not last Christmas, the Christmas before when I stayed with you in your freezing apartment. Um, when I was taking the train, I had been a minute since I had been on the train, and I felt myself a little anxious. And I don't – I still really? – I don't know why. I think it it was just so weird. It wasn't even like I was afraid of like, I don't know what it was. I was just like, it was just so bizarre. And I hate that. That's how I felt. Um, Anxious about what though? That like somebody was going to like come in and like be weird or I don't know. No, no. It was just this like, you know, sometimes when you're just like, I don't know what's happening right now, but I'm a little antsy. I feel like I might be anxious going back on the train. Actually, I don't know. I miss it so much, honestly. Yeah. Also, you're lucky you're you're going to be part of that new project that's ha- well, you're not going to be part of it. Sorry. Let me not <laughs> mislead the listeners. <laughs> Let me not mislead the listeners, but um that new thing that they're doing uh where all of the announcements on the train and the bus are going to be from famous New Yorkers. Oh yeah, wait, there was somebody that like was, was there was this person I saw I think I saw it on Instagram, this person that like did the voice really really like perfectly and they like had her record stuff for the train announcement. She did it like exactly like you hear it. Oh, really? So she, they got her, they, the MTA like got her to go into their offices and like record for them. So what they're doing is they're taking uh, New York Nico, one of our faves here on the show, is doing this um, 
and he's got like a bunch of different like famous he's got Fran Lebowitz did uh did one he's got uh the rapper Young MA she did one um I'm just trying to think of who I saw on his Instagram off the top of my head I think that they should use like real New York not that they're saying they're not real or they aren't real New York real New Yorkers real (laughs) New Yorkers but like no like literally people like your everyday (laughs) yeah like your everyday Joe that you see on the streets like all right the next stop is or like are you at the right stop is this your stop like you better get off at your stop it's funny that you you say that because I I think I've probably told you this before but one time uh Kristen and I were on the train and we were stuck in the tunnel and all of a sudden the intercom comes on and he goes yeah, listen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those guys are the best. They're my favorite. Sometimes people are like funny too, which is nice. Yeah. It's always like a nice change. Have right. you ever like adopted a stranger on the train? Uh, I was on this train once when we were stuck at 34th Street. This is actually a crazy story. I don't know why. I'm, but uh, we we're stuck at 34th Street. It does have to do with adopting a stranger though. Okay. Um, I'm kind of curious to see if your idea of what adopting a stranger and mine is the same thing. Because I've just said it expecting to be like, what's adopt a stranger? But we'll see. Okay, no, it's like, I think this is a New York thing that everyone thinks that New Yorkers are so rude. But this the, the train doors were, stu- were open at 34th Street. We weren't moving. We were delayed. So I'm just standing there, whatever. uh, And all of a sudden, this woman comes in the train and she's yelling at this guy who's following her. And like, he's like begging. They were clearly like ex-partners or whatever. And he's like yelling at her, saying he can't live without her. He's going to like kill himself if like blah, blah, blah. And like being very like a little aggressive and like very dramatic. And she's saying like, keep this man away from me. And so literally, I made eye contact with like the woman sitting across from me like, And I felt like we were like doing like telepathy being like, are we going to go get, are we going to like do something to get this guy off the train? Yeah. And that's what I mean by like adopting a stranger. Cause I was even looking around the car and like everybody was like looking at her, like, and him, like no one would take their eyes off of them. Yeah. 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 God forbid like something happened. So that just felt like a moment where it's like, well, everyone in this train car right now is going to protect this woman. If this guy tries to be physical with her, which he wasn't. Right. Luckily, I guess a policeman, you know, 34th Street always has like must have heard this commotion and like came into the car and then like arrested him. Oh, my gosh. Um, But that's what I was thinking as far as adopting. No, I think that I think that works. It wasn't exactly what I'm thinking of. But those moments where you do like get to share like moments with other people and you like look at them and and you guys are either like all laughing at the same thing at the crazy or like being like okay we're gonna help this person I think that's cool but what I was thinking of is like when somebody decides that you're the person that's gonna help them get to their spot right and so they're like they have no idea where they're going and they're like how do I get to this stop and you're like okay well you have to take this this like train here and then you have to go this way when you get out or whatever and you literally like I don't remember who it was. I adopted a stranger, right? So probably a tourist. And then every time we would get to a stop, I'd have to tell them how many stops we had left. And then when they got out, I'd be like, okay, go. And then they get out and they look at me. I'm like, go that way, like pointing a way to go. Yeah. I like that too. I've done that a couple of times for tourists. I don't mind helping tourists if I don't have anything else to do. Like, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah. like the time to help a tourist is not when I'm like late for school or work. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, or when I have to be somewhere, which I think is like most New Yorkers, you know, but yeah. Uh, I did help a family from somewhere once. They were just like, but what, unfortunately, what sticks in my mind is that their mother wasn't wearing underwear and just sitting on the subway seat. Uh, and, and I'm not being gross in the, that you're like, Cola, how did you know that? No, it was like she was not wearing appropriate attire for and her kids were with her, too, which was like and they were like not like children. They weren't like babies. They were just like I'd say they had to be like 12 or 10. It was just yeah. very, very interesting situation, but it was very nice. Helped them get to Times Square. Um, anyway. Uh, let's keep on rolling down my list here. So favorite borough. Um, and then it says or area in that borough, but also favorite area in that borough. Okay. Well, obviously my favorite borough is Brooklyn. Hell yeah. Because there just is, I don't know. Cause I was born and raised here and I, I don't know. I have like an attachment to it. Manhattan's nice, but like only to visit. 
I actually don't even know. I don't even know if I could actually live in Manhattan ever. Really? Except if I like had tons of money and just like <laughs> lived up like in a penthouse or like somewhere where there's like a lot of space. Yeah. Because I feel like people like people want to be like where everything is. First of all, I don't. And then second of all, like, I don't know. I just feel like you can get so much space in Brooklyn and people just like, they think they like, so you have to sit on the train for like an hour, an hour and a half, like whatever, like you'll get there eventually. Like it's not a big deal. So yeah, Brooklyn. Um, I don't know. I guess when, when I was looking at this question, I like in terms of like favorite areas, like I've, of course I love Carroll Gardens. I think it's because of where Uncle Leo's store was. And then I ended up spending like a lot of time there, like a few years after, uh, because I used to sing at a church down there and then we always were rehearsing there and stuff. And I was there a lot. So I think that's like a little special place. I also used to love like just driving there. It's that was, nice. the, that was the, um, driving to Carroll Gardens was, the first time I drove on the highway ever, like when I, after I got my license. Really? And yeah. So there was this way to get from Diker Heights to Carroll Gardens. And it took like almost like 40 minutes, this drive, this route that mom wrote out for me to get there. Cause I had to go to a lesson or something, but really like on the highway on a day when you can drive on the BQE and it's like not a busy time or whatever, it takes like 10 minutes. Like I used to drive to church in the morning. I had to be there at like, I think it was like nine o'clock and I would leave at like eight 50 and I would get there Sunday morning. Like I would get there in 10 minutes. Right. So I just decide one day that I'm just going to go and just drive on the highway 65th street up onto the VQE. And then you just take it all the way to, uh, Hamilton Avenue and you're like there and it's crazy. So Cal gardens, obviously, is special to me. I also like have a love hate relationship with Bay Ridge and Diker Heights because we like grew up here. So I like, I hate it because we grew up here, but I also like when you're back in it, you're like, Oh, it's like all my little familiar spots. And like, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. I think I feel that way about, I, I would say, um, Queens Astoria has a very special place in my heart. Cause that's where I like built my first little home. Uh, but I agree with about Bay Ridge and Carol. Also, it's funny that you say Carol Gardens because that's only something that native Brooklyn Knights would, I feel like, reference because everyone is just like Park Slope or whatever they're calling it now. Wait, yeah. what, would, what did I say? A friend of mine just told me that they renamed that area near the cemetery. That's very and clearly. They named it like another hoe or there's some some. <laughs> There's another hoe. You know, you know when like they have Soho and NoHo, they named oh. they named a hoe in Brooklyn too. I forgot what it was. It was so stupid. Oh my they're god. Calling it Greenwood, Greenwood. They're calling it that's Greenwood insane. Heights or something. Yes, that's it. That's yeah. Greenwood Heights, uh, which I'm like, that's just Sunset Park. Um, but- Seriously, I also I also hate. I'm sorry if whoever's listening is somebody who does this, but I hate when people say that they live in Bay Ridge and they're in Sunset Park. Yo, who's doing that though? If you're uh, some, if you're if you're on Fourth Avenue and you're past the block with the Irish Haven on it, that's Sunset Park. No, so my my thing is, I think so. I lived in Sunset Park. I lived on Sixtieth and Fourth Avenue. That Her- was Sunset Park. Like, oh wait, one- sorry, is that is that is the Irish Haven on that block? No, it's on like Fifty Eighth. Oh, it's even damn. further into Sunset okay. Park. My bad, my bad. My brain is damaged from alcohol. Bay Ridge so- for me doesn't even start until. You know, because it gets weird on 4th Avenue between like 60th Street and like maybe like 68th Street. There's like all this like it's kind of weird because there's not really like a lot there. There's like the entrance to the um, like to go to JFK. What is that thing called? The the park, some parkway or something. I don't know. I used to know better when I was actually going places. But <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Where you I can do get onto the. Uh, it says the sign for JFK. I forgot what it's the called. The Belt Parkway? The Belt Parkway. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, yes. Also, I'm. You're, you said they named another hoe in Brooklyn, and I'm like so tempted to make that the title of this episode. They oh, named a should. hoe in Brooklyn. Wait, can I look up what it is? I don't a know. hoe grows in Brooklyn. A hoe grows in Brooklyn. Brooklyn neighborhood names hoe. It's just to jack up real estate, obviously. I think everybody yeah, knows this. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm sure the uh-huh. same thing happens out here in LA, you know, and I am doing the exact thing that I complain everybody does to 
Also, do you remember when our cousins uh, from Long... I think it was our cousins from Long Island. Sorry if they are listening and I named shout them out, but whatever. Uh, They were like, Diker Heights is not a real place. This was like years ago. And I was like, excuse me. And they're like, it's not a real place. There's no such... This is Bensonhurst. Like everyone used to like group Bensonhurst and Diker Heights together. I'm like, it's not. And I like literally pulled up the map on the phone and I was like, Diker Heights exists. Also, because every time I would like leave Diker Heights and meet other people and be in the city or whatever they'd I'd be like oh yeah I live in Diker Heights and they'd be like what's that and I'm like it's near Bay Ridge and they're like oh okay (laughs) yeah I mean first of all our cousins say that because they grew up in Bensonhurst before they got carted off to Long Island so uh, since since they abandoned their uh Brooklyn card long ago so they don't get to make that decision (laughs) Yeah, I just remember I was like, absolutely not. Also, oh gosh, yeah, Greenwood Heights is the new one. It's like Windsor Terrace, South Slope, Greenwood Heights. Love South Slope. Those all neighborhoods that did not exist when we were children. Yeah. Um, also, Diker Heights is not even on this list. Which is of, um What's the list called? Wait, Ultimate Guide to Brooklyn's Neighborhoods. Diker Heights is a neighbor. Nobody wants Let's to know Diker Heights until it's Christmas time, right? Oh, Diker Heights with the lights. La, 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 la. But nobody wants to know. After that, they're like, who is she? Who is she? She doesn't, she's not real. I don't know her. Right. Um, oh my God. I was about to call you don't even know. I was about to call it Diho. I forgot what it was. It was one of it was one of those things where they shorten it and it doesn't need to be like Dumbo. Yeah. yeah that. Oh, I don't know. But that, they've been saying Dumbo for years. Like, dad knew what that was. Also, like, I feel like Dumbo, have you ever, you've been to Dumbo, right? Like, yeah, there's nothing there. I feel like it's like a block. And- yeah, it's like a block. There's this one place that I loved going to to eat brunch. I think I brought you guys there for my birthday yeah, one year, remember? Yeah. yeah. That's like all, that's like you walk around and you're just like, there's nothing, it's just, there's it's nothing like, here. It's like it used to be probably back in the day. Obviously, there was like, sh- like ship storage down there, but also like, artist loft when like artist loft really were like artists like just squatting in there but now they've turned those into like very very beyond expensive places to either live or throw parties like uh i think i i had an ex in college who said he worked security at a door party uh, at a door party at a (laughs) at a loft party like he worked at the door like for this loft party that they were throwing down there what's a door party um (laughs) I knew what you meant, though. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, I think that's that's great. Um, I know I love Cal Gardens. I can't wait till I can come home and we can prance around there. Um, okay, so the last one on our list. I love that this is taking up the whole episode because I had no agenda. Yeah. Um, favorite New York native artist, and this can be like music, film, TV, anything, any kind of art medium. Okay, so. Um, I think I told you this because uh, I was like, I don't know people from New York. I, it's you know, hard. It's funny I too. still don't know what mine is. I um, when I like have artists that I like and stuff like that, I never really like inclined to like look them up, like where they're come from. And like, really? really, that's yeah, like no, the I don't f- care. first thing I do because I'm like, I want to know like what where you what's your deal? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like I'm not that into it like that, but I do know that one of my favorite singers, Ingrid Michaelson, she is from Staten Island of all places, right? Because I actually don't really like Staten Island. Sorry. That's okay. Um, uh, Anna loves Staten Island, so she'll defend that for you. Really? Oh, yeah. gosh. I don't <laughs> you just know said why. That like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, just- I'm in that same boat with you. I, I think I'm not crazy about Staten Island. I just always remember going out there to see Kristen, and it was such a – I mean, also, it's I don't just- drive. So maybe I'm just like being a baby about that stupid no, bus ride I no. had to take. Also, okay, yeah. I also, well, first of all, Ingrid Michaelson, she's from Staten Island. I think she like lives in Park Slope now or one of the slopey slopes down there, one of the hoes down there. Because <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure she lives in like a fancy ass brownstone. And I feel like I've seen her Instagram stories where she's like walking around and I'm like, I know that area. Like, I want to go find her. But you should. That- Back to Staten Island for a minute, because I feel like this is important. <laughs> Let's talk about how annoying it was as a young teen that just wanted to go to the Staten Island Mall and their parents couldn't take them, right? Because our, like my mom would be like, you want to go somewhere? Take the bus. Yeah. Right? Didn't mom used to say that? Mom used to say that all the time. Take the bus, right? <laughs> yeah. <So>. Take the bus. <laughs> um, 
So 10 minute drive from like Bay Ridge, Diker Heights to Staten Island Mall, right? If there's no traffic, 10 minute drive, an hour on the bus, just it's so that the not, bus- Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes, it was. It was like the last stop on the S79. No, no, no. Correct with the bus and the route, but I'm not talking about the bus ride. It is not 10 minutes from- it's like 15. Is it really? It right it's really not far. It's not oh. an hour. <laughs> but you're right. It is an hour on the S79, and we would take it from Bay Ridge to Staten Island. Because it wasn't the Staten Island Mall the last stop. Yes. I don't know why. 20 minutes. Okay. And wow, I'm in Bay Ridge right now. 20 minutes. Crazy. Like still, right? And so you had to wait on the bus for an hour. We all did it. I mean, it's like... I know. I think about that. My IBS couldn't handle that now. I'd eat something horrible at the food court and then have I to know. poop. I know. Oh, but the food court. I love the food court. That was like the only thing I liked about Staten Island. That was the thing. I just like, I know people who grew up there have like a thing about it, you know, and that I guess like it or they don't. I don't know. But I just never really liked it. It's an inconvenience. It's a lot of money. Like it's like $20 to cross the Verrazano Bridge. Like, Yikes. do I really want to pay $20 to get to where, like to go there for what, just to come back? You know do you know? Mean? Do you know what the nickname for the Verrazano Bridge is? No, the Guinea Gangplank. Wait, really? Yeah, look, look that up. I, I'm pretty sure that's what they used to call it. But really? I don't think too too many. Uh, I don't think they live there anymore. I think they're um, relocated Guinea. to permanent incarceration. But yeah, Gangplank. I just blank. Do you remember that when we were growing up? They people used the to say name, that slang name for this. No, no, nobody said that to me. But yeah, it's on the <laughs> Urban Dictionary, so it has to be real. Term derived from the stereotype that Italians escaping Brooklyn use the bridge to one neighborhood so they can escape. That's so funny and so true. Um, the other thing is, side note to people who are listening and don't know that um, we have our own little book club. And the book that yes. we're reading, um, th- so we couldn't agree on. So we do book of the month. Shout out to book of the month because it's awesome. You pay like fifteen dollars and you get like a thirty dollar book every month. Yes. Um, and also, um, mind you, Michelle, uh, I did mention this on our book episode, so I love that we're we're circling back to it. Oh, the perfect. Book, okay. We just did the book episode like two episodes ago, so continue. Perfect. And if anybody wants a five dollar, <laughs> I mean, a referral to book of the month, like you get an extra credit if I refer you, and and I can get another book, so it's totally fine. You hit me up. You come find me. Um, but anyway, so we could this month we couldn't decide on a book that they were offering, but there was this other book you can get like an add on and stuff. So we found this book called The City we became um the author i forgot her name but she's really awesome i don't I know if you have the it. book near you because mine's yep. like in the room nk gem nk jemison nk jemison okay so basically it's like i was like oh my god this looks like the city and it's like describing like personifying the different boroughs and stuff not to like give it away or whatever but it's kind of got like a fantasy vibe to it and I, I'm not really like a big sci-fi fantasy reader, but I'm open to it. And so, but let me tell you, I'm like in chapter four. This book is amazing. I don't know how far you got. I'm I'm still, uh, I don't know if our, our listeners don't know this because I'm, I'm in the midst of moving right now. So I haven't been picking up my book as much as I want, but tomorrow is going to be an all day reading day for me. So I'm very okay. excited. Let me just tell you. There's a chapter. So as as we can assume, as we've already kind of figured out and you would figure out by reading like a first few pages, not to like be spoilers or whatever, that like the boroughs are being personified. Like there are people that represent each borough, right? Well, chapter two, I think it is, is about Staten Island. And let me tell you, it is the most accurate thing I have ever read in my life. It's crazy. It's so accurate. Like everything about it is so accurate. Very excited for this because I'm, I'm, that's what I plan on reading tomorrow. So I'm up to chapter two. Um, Holy shit. Uh, This book is amazing. This author did a, clearly did a very good job. So yeah, definitely if you like to read, check out The City We Became if you're, it's a good way. It was published on Cola's birthday. That's right. Last week because I wanted to know when the book came out. It came out in March. On her birthday, which is crazy. That's right. It's very, also, very with the times and like very, very, um, what's the word? Woke. I don't like to use that word, but it's woke. It's a really good book. <laughs> I don't like to use that word. I, I feel like that's a word like Gen Z uses and I, I don't, I don't understand Gen Z and that's okay. 
I think. There's like a trend on TikTok where like Gen Z is kind of not like they're attacking millennials, but they're trying to be like, uh, if you want to like not be a millennial anymore, you have to like get a middle part and stop wearing skinny jeans. And I'm like, excuse me. No, skinny jeans are like the best thing that ever happened to me. And I'm not going to get a middle part because I have a widow's peak. You know what? I think Gen Z is great. I think they're probably going to save are. the no, world. No, they are. They are. But um, I don't. I don't need but to. I don't want to be like them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just like I'm okay. Like you, you can call me old. You can call me dumb millennial. I don't care. I just, I just would love to be left alone. Quite honestly. Exactly. Exactly. Like you can fix this. Like I'm just going to chill here. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm active in doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing when I can. Oh, but yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a, I tried to do TikTok for a minute at, at one point in the pandemic, and then it literally consumed so much of my day that I got none of my other creative projects done, and that really upset me. Um, like, one time I was also on TikTok for so long that I was late, 20 minutes late to my therapy appointment, and my therapist oh my was texting me, where are you? And <gasps> I, like, jumped in. I was like, sorry. I was like, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I was on TikTok and I lost track of time. She's like, I think you need to delete that app. Um, I literally cannot, I, I can't download it because I know that's what's going to happen. So instead I give myself like an allowance of time to like, mostly probably when I'm on the toilet, but to look at reels on Instagram, they're so funny and they have people put their TikToks on there because they know yeah. like not everybody's going to have the app. So yeah, that's my little like allowance of not having TikTok. But like people like, they're great like some stuff some stuff's a little bit too much but some stuff is just so good oh i love it Makes there's like so definitely like really cool stuff like uh janelle will send me some tiktoks that she like for example my power kept going out in my building and so i was always mad because like well you know like i mean now i'm home all the time but sometimes i'm like oh i don't know like how long my power's been out is the food okay to eat she found this little hack on tiktok where you put like an ice cube on the upside down lid of a like a Tupperware in the free in the freezer. Mm -hmm. And if your power goes out and you're not home or you're not sure how long it's been <gasps> out, when you open the freezer, if there's like a little like puddle around the ice cube that's frozen, that means your food's not good to eat. And oh if not, it's not great. But do you have to do that all the time? Then you always just keep an ice cube in your freezer? I mean, yeah. I mean, I have a tray of ice cubes, but then next to that, I just have like my little Tupperware with the one ice cube on it. Oh my God, that's so cool. I mean, listen, if you don't have to, I'm sorry, I spend a lot of money on groceries and I, especially in the panty, so. <laughs> no, I don't blame you though. I would be, we're also, we've also been raised to be like really paranoid with food. Yeah, so yeah. Everything's Every like gone bad. Everything has gone bad. Literally, like I, that's why I like to smell everything like yeah. before I eat it, right? Because it's always like, uh, mom's always like, does it smell funny, right? So if it doesn't <laughs> smell funny, then it's good. And let me tell you, side note, when I had COVID, very mild case, but I did lose my taste and smell. And like, here I am trying to like sniff if like, oh, I do this with glasses too. Like I wash a glass, right? I know. And, and then I want to smell it just in case it doesn't smell like soap because I'm paranoid. <laughs> and I smelled it and I was like, oh my God, like this is, I, I'm going to, how am I going to survive this if I can't smell it? Granted, I'm trying not, I'm not trying to like, you know, make it like it's easy and it was just ha 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 obviously it wasn't fun but so my wait I have a question did when did your sense of smell and taste come back it came back a lot quicker than most people have experienced which I am very grateful for because yeah. I know some people like two months but let me tell you I didn't think that it was happening to me because they always say like oh you lose smell and taste you lose smell and taste but like a few and I kind of knew I was going to get it because my boyfriend had it and we lived together and it was kind of like almost inevitable so it wasn't and I was like feeling congested and kind of gross but it was like a few days before I lost my smell my I couldn't I felt like I couldn't taste anything and and I thought like okay maybe I'm just like being really anxious and I was googling like can you lose your taste without your smell but then like the smell kicked in. It came back a little bit and then it came back fully. But it was weird because I still had an appetite, but then I would like eat stuff. Like you'd think like you weren't be hungry. Right. Um, friends of ours so lovingly dropped off like this. It was on Christmas Eve, right? So they dropped off like lasagna and all this Italian food. And she gave me like a plate of cookies and it had those like Russell Stover Santa uh, with the marshmallow inside yeah. that you just like, oh my God, I never have them because like I never buy them. And there was two of them. 
And I just decided that night, I was like, I want this. Like, I'm going to have this and enjoy it. And then I like bite into it and it's literally just like mush. It's just like bland. It just tastes like nothing. It just tastes like nothing. It didn't even, you can't even describe it. It was just nothing. And I was just like, (laughs) just Just chewing like a horse. Um, I'm going to wait. I didn't want to tell you when you, obviously, I wasn't going to tell you this when you had COVID, but uh, I have friends of friends that have said that they got COVID in like February last year and still don't have their taste. Oh yeah. They smell yeah. or yeah. Which I, is very I did scary. have a very mild case. So I think it might also depend. I also heard that it's more common in women than it is men. Interesting. Well, that person is a woman that still yeah. doesn't, but um, that's the power of masks. I feel that masks are the reason yes. why y'all had a, mask. a mild case, but um. Also, you mentioned about smelling the glass. Um, can we talk about how you scolded me when I was at your house oh, um, two okay. years ago? Because the California came out of you. No, listen, it's not the California. I had, oh, maybe it is. Okay. Okay. We were, n- okay. So we were not raised in this, like, if, if so, I feel like people who come to New York City, and I could be completely wrong because this is just my like view on it, but people who come to New York City, right? Remember when the pandemic started, everyone was like, New York's dead, New York's dead. And it's like, no, it's only dead to you because you can't go to your little like brunch spot and Instagram and whatever. New York is alive and well, and we there was still traffic during the <laughs> panty. I was in like two hour traffic trying to get out of Manhattan to go to Jersey. Two hours, okay? Don't tell me New York is dead. This was in October. New York is not dead. But anyway... <laughs> Wait, okay, yeah, I just lost my train of thought. So we weren't, we weren't like, we didn't grow up in this, like, the Brooklyn where, like, you go and you get your fancy brunch with your, like, mason jar glasses. And I'm not going to lie, as I got older, I, like, kind of fed into that. I was like, ooh, let's go to brunch in Williamsburg, right? And then I realized sure. like, how many people were there, and I was like, no. Because, but- I mean, but wait, it's because, like, this is like where we live. So it's like something nice is here. Like I should get to like, exactly. Exactly. But then it annoys me because like everyone's there and it's like, Oh God. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is I, so then people started adopting this trend where like, it was cool to have Mason jars to drink out of or whatever, which is fine. But guess what? I have like a whole set of glasses that I took that were my grandmother's that we were like raised on these glasses and I love them. Right. So I took them when I moved and whatever, cause she wasn't using them. And like, I love my glasses. So then you come to my apartment last, last two years ago, last year, two years ago, I guess. Yeah. It's crazy. And I literally have like a cabinet. I'm about to like leave for work and I'm like, okay, here you go. There's a cabinet full of glasses right here in case you get thirsty. Right. Okay, sure. And I had some, some dishes that were like in the thing where you put when, after you wash the dishes, the drying rack thing. And I'm like, okay, all right, bye. I come (laughs) home to find you drinking water out of a mason jar, not one of my glasses, not one of Nonna's glasses, okay. but a mason jar. And I lost it. And everyone probably thinks I'm crazy. But let me just explain something to you. I have two mason jars. Do you know what I use those two mason jars for? When I make sauce, when I make my Sunday sauce, which is very easy to make, and I would love to share the recipe with everybody. <laughs> Please. But Uh, When I make my Sunday sauce, I put it in the mason jar and I freeze it, right? So all that's ever used is like hot sauce, even though mom tells me not to put it in the glass when it's hot. And I'm always like so afraid that one day like – you know, I try to make it cool, but like you're also impatient because you want to get it done, get it done. But I'm so sure. afraid one day, like the glass is just going to shatter everywhere. But so it's sauce, he- heated sauce in these mason jars and then they go in the freezer and they freeze for like months until I feel like, oh, wait, I want to have sauce. I just did this like the other day. Um, and so when you take them out and you use the sauce and then I, of course, I wash them, but they and then I close them up and they always smell like sauce. Like it's not and she's like drinking water out of it. Like that's <laughs> not that I don't wash it, but it's so gross to me. And that is not what they're used for, because now you're wasting my mason jars. <laughs> OK, so now here's my defense in my home in LA when I first moved into my apartment I bought just a a mason jar set of glasses they were glasses because they had the little mug handle on them I thought they were cute and I was trying to pretend I was hip so Italians don't drink out of jars we use all containers (laughs) and jars to store and save everything that exists or everything that needs to be like stored but wait so I figured 
I've never, up until that point, I had never seen you can sauce or jar sauce. I put it on my Instagram story all the time. I think it's like the coolest thing ever. It is very cool, but I wasn't thinking and my brain equated jar with glass. So I figured, oh, there's one right here. It didn't smell like sauce. And I drank water from it until you you came home and yelled at me. Like literally, so after I wash it and dry it and it's like fully dry, I'll close it again and, you know, put it away. And when I'm ready to use it again, I open it up. Of course, I smell it because that's the thing that I do. I just smell everything, right? So I smell it and it still smells like sauce. And then I rinse it as if like I'm putting something different in there. But sauce is going in there again. So I don't even know why I'm rinsing it. But it just smells like sauce. You just don't. It's just not, oh gosh, it just drove me crazy. And everyone thought I was like a weirdo for getting so mad. But I'm just like, I there's like so many glasses in the house. Like, and you have to drink out of the jar that I put sauce in. <laughs> I didn't know that. Anyway, uh, I love that story because clearly my sense of smell has always been broken. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. I definitely also another sorry just made me think of another sauce life hack if you do have sauce before I got these jars I actually think mom gave me these jars I stored my sauce in a Tupperware um, because why not right so I put the Tupperware in the freezer and then when I was ready to heat up the sauce I just thought like oh let me just heat it up in the Tupperware because like you can put it in the microwave no don't do that ever because it stains the, the, the Tupperware and then you could never get the stain out the end don't heat up sauce in the tupperware you're giving me so many great episode title ideas don't heat heat up sauce in the tupperware a hoe grows in brooklyn i still like a hoe grows in brooklyn even though if people don't listen to the episode i don't want them to think it's about me being the hoe that grew in brooklyn i'm the hoe that grew in brooklyn um oh my god i wish uh, i i loved going to the basketball game with you uh the Nets game when we were home uh, yes. because I f- it's funny because basketball, we grew up playing basketball and even though I'm far more sports centric than you are, you don't really pay attention to sports. I, it was cool because at the basketball game, you still retained all of that stuff. Like, you know, basketball. <laughs> yeah. You don't forget. No, but I, it, I thought it was cool because like, we don't really talk about sports with each other. And like, it was I just, know how to play. It's not like you just forget. I've I know, probably forgotten how to ride a, you know, people are like, you never forget. It's like riding a bike. I can't ride a bike. I haven't ridden a bike is, in years. I can't ride a bike, but I know how to play basketball, you know? And another Brooklyn tidbit of it is that our, um, basketball coach we're on the same team we're like two we're two years apart we're on the same team and our basketball coach was named big tommy or i don't know if his name was big tommy or we just called him big tommy because he's a big guy i think we called him big tommy but to be fair like we were like kids right and he called me butterfingers because every time they (laughs) threw me the ball i would drop it (laughs) but like why i forgot about that yes i'm scarred by that i'm scarred by that that's so funny. Well, clearly, because I didn't remember that. So that clearly left an emotional scar on you. And because he had the Brooklyn accent, he would be like, Butterfinger. You're like Butterfingers. Butterfingers. <laughs> like- um, I had a teammate pass me the ball once incorrectly and it jammed my finger. I will never forget that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Basketball like- was a it was a short time in my life, but it was also the time the first time I ever got a bruise on my chin under my chin. <laughs> The game was going on. I like it, this is one of those memories. I don't know if it's because I've like fabricated it in my mind, but like I can close my eyes and like be there in this moment. The game is going on and the game is happening. And here I am. I think I was like um, playing guard because that's like always what they put me. Yeah, because so guard, I'm doing this, guard, we're small. I'm doing the thing where you like put your arms out on the side and you're kind of going right. back and forth, back and forth. The game is happening like to my right. I'm on the left. I trip over <laughs> my own feet and I just, <laughs> my face just hits the oh. um, the floor, you know, the, the squeaky like basketball floor and just yeah, hits that. it. And I had like a bruise under my chin that oh. turned like all different colors. <laughs> So that was the extent of Butterfinger's basketball career. <laughs> uh, I was very obsessed with basketball growing up, up until I think mom and dad had to sit me down and be like, you're probably not going to the WNBA. <laughs> um, there was a girl who like picked 
the ball up from you. You guys were fighting for the ball and she picked you up with the, like, she lifted the ball and you were like hanging from it. <laughs> yeah, I was quite small. Um, I still love basketball. Uh, it's fun I, to watch. It's so much fun to watch. Like, I forgot up until like we went to that game, like that really renewed, like I went to the, when the Nets first came to Brooklyn, like I was at the home opener against the Knicks and that was like absolutely fucking incredible i'm not Um, like a diehard sports fan but like good sports i can watch live baseball uh hockey soccer foot not football no not football basketball they're just like it moves like you get into it yeah i I think now they're letting uh new york is letting people come back to watch the games like in person i think like kind of (laughs) stupid i think it's like really really small percentage i because i just saw all these uh tweets where the the teams were like thanking Cuomo for letting people come back like to Why? come I think it's like 25% in like a big big stadium but like listen I, I loved Cuomo's, I think it's a little premature I loved Cuomo's original covid show I don't like the sequel <laughs> I don't watch the sequel I just catch I mean, up on the highlights uh between our two governors there that meme I sent you the other day it's like they're trying to see how many of their own citizens they can kill and they're both winning Oh my gosh. No, I'm interested to see how this is going to be. I I think it'll be fine. I hope for the best, obviously, for everywhere. But I think New York has been pretty good on like, we're, we're, we're doing it. We're getting there. It's a little at a time. So if this is the start, you know, like, okay, okay cool. <laughs> All right. Like, okay. That's, we'll see what happens. Our, yeah. uh, our native Brooklyn son, Mr. Fauci uh announced today that um he thinks vaccines for everyone will be readily available in april oh praise the lord because i am a teacher so i'm technically on the list of people i'm not trying to rush because i've been i'm remote at least until september um but you know i'm like if i can find the vaccine like i'm gonna i want to go get it like might as well i check every day like multiple websites and there is just nothing nothing. It's like, and, and you know, I'm mad at the Javits center specifically because I finally found (laughs) very, (laughs) very pointed anger. Very, very specific. I don't even know where the Javits center is. Okay. I don't even know where I know it's in Manhattan, but I don't know where it is. Right. It's like near the West side highway. Okay. Well, because I finally get to this website and they're like Javits center appointments available. And I'm like, Oh my God, I will check my ass to the city to go to the Javits center to get an appointment. Like I will go, I don't care. And then I click on it and it's like, sorry, we have no appointments. And I'm like, why does it say appointments <laughs> available? If you have no appointments, like I'd rather you just tell me you have no appointments. Like I don't understand. I think everybody's mad at the Javits center. We were also mad at the Javits center after the election when Hillary was supposed to be having her party there, I believe. Oh yeah. I mean, they're just, the other thing too, is like, they ask you all these questions when just to get to the like different sites where they have the vaccines, you literally spend like five minutes doing this whole questionnaire just for them to be like, just kidding. We don't have anything like, you know, (laughs) so like I I literally memorized the phone number to my job because they kept asking for it. And I like had to keep like leaving the website to look up my job's phone number. So I memorized the phone number to my job. And there's this, the questions are like, you know, the first one's like, oh, are you, you know, are you on this list of people? And I'm like, yes. And it's like, do you work in New York state? Yes. Do you work in New York city? Like, yes. And then it's like, do you live in Queens? (laughs) And I'm like, no, but I'm just kind of like, what if I did live in Queens, right? Like what's (laughs) happening there? Like, why do the, like, they're going to be like, here, if you live in Queens, you can go here, you know, because when I look, then they list like all the places and there's places in Staten Island, there's places in Queens. So I'm just like, what's, what's the, what's going on in Queens? I feel like at one point, and this might be wrong now, but they, Queens was having a really bad COVID outbreak, uh, at one point. So I think maybe. Yeah, that's no, why. they were in the very beginning, but I don't know. Also, you know, Yankee stadium starting to, to do it for Bronx residents only. Cute. The Mets did it first for everybody. Really? Why? When, <laughs> when though, <laughs> I'm not trying to be like, yay, the Yankees are doing it, but like for Bronx residents. So like, not like I thought that the Bronx residents were coming to Brooklyn and stealing all the appointments. There's plenty of appointments <laughs> in the Bronx. 
So I literally actually almost made an appointment because I did this like poll on Instagram or like a question on Instagram because I see people that I know like getting the vaccine and I'm like, cool, like where did you get this? Like where did you find this vaccine? So somebody gave me a website. Uh, Someone I went to college with works for the Department of Health and she was like, hey, check out this website. So I click on the website and by some miracle, there's like a bunch of places that are open for like spots available. They were in the Bronx and they're in Staten Island. And as someone who lives in Brooklyn, she does not want to go to the Bronx and or Staten Island, like one ass end and the other ass end. Right. So, but now I'm like thinking like, maybe I should have just went to Staten Island because I'm like so close. Yeah, you should definitely like the Staten Island. I would definitely consider. You just told me that I also felt like they were gonna (laughs) ride to the mall, but you don't want to drive there to get inoculated for twenty (laughs) dollars. I thought this shit was free. Is the new is the health department gonna reimburse me to drive to Staten Island? That's the thing, you know. Like I tell mom and dad, now they moved to Jersey. I'm like, do you know how much money it cost me? Like thirty three dollars to go visit them every time. They should have never. I'm there. I know they're going to listen to this episode. Uh, so they should have never. They should have just b- bought a penthouse in Manhattan. Thirty three dollars every time <laughs> <laughs> to go to to go uh, and to Jersey. We love it. Um, I appreciate it for what it is, but let's let's uh, <laughs> let's end on bashing our parents for moving to Jersey. Um, <laughs> Perfect. We are at time, but this was so much fun uh, to get your perspective because I feel like we have conversations like this all the time and I'm glad we could finally have one recorded for the world to enjoy. I hope y'all enjoyed trying to figure out who was talking because when I play this back and edit, I'm sure I will not be able to do so myself. Can I put Um, in like a last minute plug? Yeah, I was gonna say if you want have anything you want to plug for yourself. Okay, I just want to plug that if anybody knows where I can get the vaccine, <laughs> I just like really want to get it. Um, obviously, not before other people who really need it, but I also can get it. And so, if you know some like secret way that I can like find a place that's available, let me know. Especially in Brooklyn. <laughs> I love that. That's what you wanted to plug. I don't really I don't think anything else is like interesting. If you find me on social media, that's cool. That's fine. But uh, do you want to drop your social media? So if somebody does know where to get the vaccine, they can message you. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's at Michelle Cola. I don't think there's any fancy letters or anything like that. It's just Michelle with two L's Cola C-O-L-A. The only a- way to spell Michelle is with two L's. I'm sorry if anybody has a Michelle with one L name, but I just feel like it's so incomplete. <laughs> very good you ended on a great note bashing other people and (laughs) the brooklyn way the brooklyn way um this was great uh wow it's weird not having anna to help with the sign off so i'm just going to say wait what what does she say i'll do it okay well uh oh my god what does she say my mind's going blank we do this every week uh she usually says something like let's get out of here I'm Anna, and then I'll say, and I'm oh, Okay, never mind. That's too much. You can just sign us off. Wow, okay. <laughs> uh, great. So we will definitely be doing this again next week. Anna, I love you. Shout out to your fam. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on tonight. This was so much fun. Yay. I'm Cola. This was two Colas from Brooklyn this week. Oh, fun. Have a great night, everybody. Bye. <laughs>